Reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, beginning with chapter 27, verse 50. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, He gave up His spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely He was the Son of God. Many women were there, watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for His needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. 
Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Yesterday I was on the, in the, I guess it used to be a flower bed on the, and the church roadside of our parsonage and pulling up dead shrub stumps. I had a farm jack that I had bought for doing the same thing at my dad's house and had it all set up, chained to the stump, and I was just pumping that thing and the stump was really fighting and it didn't want to come up. And I started thinking about giving up because, you know, there was one, two, three, four, five, six of those things that I needed to pull up. And boy, the first one was a struggle. And I got to thinking, what would it have been like to have lived 300 years ago when every single person that wanted to farm something had to dig up their garden by hand with, with crude tools? Or what would it have been like for these people in Jesus' day when they tilled the ground, when they cleared ground to make the ground fertile again? And I got to think, goodness, what would I do if I had to clear a hundred acres of these stumps or a thousand or, or who knows how many? And I thought about how hard and impossible that might be. And then I thought, boy, isn't it even more impossible that human beings could overcome death? And I thought, how many stumps would I have to pull? How tired would my body have to hurt? How much would my bad shoulder have to hurt before I really got even remotely close to a human being being able to wrestle other human beings out of the jaws of death? And it occurred to me what a Herculean, what an unreal, what an amazing thing God has done in the human being we know as Jesus of Nazareth. The Christ the risen Son of God. That's news. News is something we take for granted now because we can get it anytime we want it and sometimes maybe we shouldn't be getting it at all. Certainly the news people haven't done anything to clarify our current situation for us. Pretty much for me, they just create confusion. So I quit watching them except for the first thing in the morning and in the evening. But what... What is news? News is essentially something that comes to tell us to say what's news. So I'm going to break out an old joke for you that you've heard before because I think it gives us perspective. I want you to hold on to the pulling of shrubs and think about all those times you've wrestled and pulled on something trying to wrench it from the ground and hear these words that Leonard Sweet shared a few years ago. A woman looked out her living room one morning and was amazed to discover a dead mule on her lawn. She called the sanitation department and asked them to remove the carcass. But by the time the work crew arrived, she had changed her mind. She gave the men $100 each, instructing them to carry the mule upstairs and to deposit it in the bathtub. After they had carried out her wish, one of the workers asked her why she wanted the dead mule in her bathtub. I'll tell you, she replied, for 35 years. My husband has been coming home at night, taking off his coat, grabbing the newspaper, plopping into his chair and asking, what's new? So tonight I'm going to tell him. Y'all like <laughs> That's the kind of absurd news that it was that Jesus was raised from the dead. We take it for granted now. We've heard it so much that we don't let it settle into us and shake us maybe the way it should. 
But Jesus was stone cold killed by the Romans dead. And on this day, He was raised. That is news. I don't know exactly how to make it fresh in our hearing. But it would certainly do us some good if we could ponder that today. And find some way to hear it for the first time. There are two kinds of news. There's bad news and good news. And the bad news that we've inherited began in creation. Or right after creation. You see, there was a serpent. He was subtle. He was crafty. He was cunning. That's the way he's described in the Hebrew. And for whatever reason, I can't get around thinking that when the serpent came and spoke to the woman that he whispered, it just seems to fit to me. He came and whispered to her. And you might wonder, what did he whisper? He was whispering words and news about death. You will not surely die, he said to Eve. The serpent comes tempting the woman and the man to disobey the commandment of God instead of crushing his head at the base of the tree. Right there when they had the chance, they let his whispers invade their thoughts and convince them that there's something lacking in them. That they were incomplete and that what God had given them and created them to be was insufficient. That God was withholding something from them. The serpent whispered his invitation to sin and death. Clothed in a lie, he said to them, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. Knowing good and evil. And they supposed that there was something lacking in them. That there was some good gift that God had withheld from them. And so they ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Adam and Eve fell into shame. So God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman. Between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head. You will strike his heel. And the Lord God said, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden. He was exiled from access to the tree of life. God's word was, you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. And so Paul writes for us in Romans 5, sin entered the world through one man and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all men because all sinned. And in verse 21, he writes, sin reigned in death. That, dear ones, is the bad news. If we're going to say that something is good, it must mean that the bad exists. Otherwise, the adjective good is of no use. If there is no bad thing, there's no use to say there's a good thing. If there was no bad news, then there would be no good news, only news. So 
Perhaps we could learn to appreciate the good news we received today by pondering that bad news that for most of our existence, human beings have toiled under the tyranny of death with no hope. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary on Easter morning, when they come to the tomb, they are emblematic of, for us of the human condition of living under the bad news of the tyranny of death. They come to look at the tomb like many of us who have come to tombs to look at them, who have come to graves to look at them, who have turned to an urn on our mantle or on our hearth and remembered our loss. They come. They come under the human condition of death. They come to process the grief and the sense of loss and the sense of permanence with which they are now confronted. The tomb, like the grave, like the urn, is a sign to us of the finality of the totalitarian reign of sin and death. A tomb sealed, a tomb guarded, a tomb intended to remain closed and full. It's five million acres of boxwood shrub stumps. And all you have is a popsicle stick to get them out of the ground. Matthew tells us that's what happened. And that what happened is not what they expected. Instead of a sealed stone, they find a stone rolled back. Instead of guards standing guard, they find guards who've become like dead men. And the angel speaks to them and says, Do not be afraid. I imagine those were timely words, as they probably were quite frightened, for as far as they knew, death still held ultimate sway. And so they come to a place surrounded by soldiers, just like the ones who had put the one they followed to death. How could they have been anything but afraid? They find the stone out of place and guards, I guess, laying on the ground looking dead. I would imagine that their minds are swimming with a complex mix of grief and dismay and surprise and fear. And so the angel says, do not be afraid, for I know you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He was put to death by sinful human beings. And sin and death were flexing their muscle. This is what they had expected to still be true. That sin and death still reigned. That death still had the final say. But the angel tells them differently. He says he's not here. He has risen just as he said. Death had had a pretty good run. It had been reigning unopposed, the true tyrant of this world, unrivaled in terror. It had steadily been chewing up human beings since the first ones were sent into exile out of Eden. This time, death bit off more than it could chew. Death has been defeated. As Peter said, it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. It's easy to miss in Matthew's story, but the stone wasn't rolled back in order to let Jesus out. It was rolled back so that Mary and Mary could see the sure and certain sign of death's defeat, the empty place where the body had been previously laid. 
Mary Magdalene and Mary have come expecting the tomb to only be bad news. They've come expecting only the bad news of the continuing reign of sin and death. They expected to find a mule in a bathtub, but instead the angel gives them the gospel. The greatest news ever spoken. The gospel. In the Greek, the word is euangelion, literally good news. The word was used of good news and of victory in battle. What the angel gives to Mary and Mary and to us is the first order good news of a battle won. It's the first good news uttered since Adam and Eve were exiled from the garden. I'm certain that Mary and Mary expected to leave cloaked in the same bad news they had come burdened under. Instead, they hear good news. Sin is defeated. Death is defeated. This Jesus of Nazareth who is crucified, who was crucified, the Son of God, the Son of Eve, has crushed the serpent's head. In the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, the good news is that the power of death has been overcome. And that is exactly the good news that we hear. So be at peace, dear ones. Christ is risen. Death is defeated. The risen Christ is with us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.